Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is a free iOS app downloaded today, and you can have a full-blown discussion with myself, other fans, sports experts, journalists, athletes, whatever the case might be. Get in on the action and share your opinions. I want all the smoke. So anyway, let's talk about the New Jersey Devils in this game. So they are on a two-game win streak. When was the last time I could say that the New Jersey Devils were on a win streak? And also, we had a few key guys step up, including people from our kid line and people from our veteran, I guess, so or so, you know, we don't have that many veterans, okay? Okay, I'm, I'm lost for words. So do you count Zaka and Brat as veterans? Because they're still relatively young themselves. But anyway, that's a discussion for another time. I'm getting off track, and this is just a cold open. So buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 11.23 p.m. Eastern Time, April the 29th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, the New Jersey Devils, we are on a win streak. We have won two straight games. When was the last time you've heard those sentences? The New Jersey Devils on a win streak because the only time you know lately when you see uh the phrase devils and streak is if the phrase losing is in between them because remember guys we dropped 10 games and every time when we did win a game it was every so often it was like you know here and there very inconsistent unpredictable but the fact that we finally are on a win streak once again and you know we only have a few games left in the regular season it really uh you know just i guess shed some sort of light that the new jersey devils are Uh, finally not giving up and showing some sort of effort, albeit it's against the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, guys, we have actually eliminated the Flyers from playoff contention. So a lot of things had to go right for the Philadelphia Flyers in order for them to, you know, remain in the playoff hunt. But let's be honest, it was very uh, far-fetched. So I think one of the requirements was is that the Flyers could not send the game into OT and they could not lose the game. And certain teams like the Boston Bruins had to do this or the Islanders had to do this or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to, you know, find more information on that and provide you guys that in probably the next episode because... Uh, remember, we still have to play them one more time in this four-game series set, and then we will play them with our final regular season game of the year, and that will wrap up our season, and then it's going to be playoffs for the other teams, and overall, we're just going to be on our couches watching. So anyway, if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I basically uh, told you guys uh, I was going to make it up to you, and uh, I was going to give you guys a full-length episode, and I did a crossover with Danielle and Rachel of Locked on Flyers. So if you hadn't checked out that episode, please give it a listen. And also, guys, um, I apologize if it looks like that, you know, the episodes aren't really being posted consistently. Uh, the reason for that is it's not on my end. It's actually on, like, uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming platform you listen to the show on. I, I don't know. There's some sort of bug or glitch. And overall, I, I don't know. Like, the episodes are just not popping up sometimes. And sometimes they are on other streaming services. So 
Um, like uh, yesterday when I was promoting the episode, I actually had to uh, uh, give you guys the megaphone link and also I think the Google Podcast link. But anyway, enough of that. You know, just just know that I am posting every day, but you're just gonna have to try to find a different streaming service until like Spotify or Apple Podcasts fix it. But anyway, let's talk more about the New Jersey Devils. So yeah, we're on a two-game win streak and we've eliminated the Flyers from playoff contention. But I think we all knew in our hearts to hearts that the Flyers were pretty much out of it. It was similar situation to the Devils, which is why. Uh, you know, I found it so funny, and this is why I was talking to Danielle and Rachel yesterday of Locked On Flyers. I was just like, look, even though they mathematically can still make the playoffs, I think we all know that uh, the chances of them, you know, just cracking that final playoff spot, especially with the Boston Bruins starting to run away with it just a little bit now. But you know what? I'm not going to turn my back on the Rangers for even a second because uh, they still have five games left. They uh, just dropped the game, so they're on a game losing streak. Uh, they were shut out by the Islanders by a score of four to nothing. So, you know, that helps the Islanders uh, push ahead of the Bruins just by a point. And also the Bruins, uh, well, you know what? Let's look at the Mass Mutual East Division, okay? This is how I begin every episode. So, the Washington Capitals are atop of the division now. They uh, regain control from the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, uh, they are 32-13-5, and five, and they have 69 points. The Penguins are 33-15-3 with 69 points. The Islanders are 30-15-5 with 65 points. The Bruins are 29-14-6 with 64 points. The Rangers are 26-19-6 with 58 points. The Flyers are 22-21-7 with 51 points. The Devils are 16-27-7 with 39 points. And the Sabres are 13-31-7 with 33 points. So we're actually about to pull away from the Sabres and we will not be finishing in last this season if all goes right for us because we still have six more games remaining on the schedule and the Sabres only have five so I believe that you know uh we're we're we're, we're in the clear of not finishing in last in the Mass Mutual East Division because uh the Sabres are on a three-game losing streak so anyway let's talk more about the division because the Capitals and Penguins they've already um clinched playoff spots now it's just a matter of who's going to get that first seed and for the Bruins uh they're on a two-game win streak so you know if we look at their last few matchups they beat the penguins by a score of three to one and uh they also beat the sabers uh, y- uh yesterday you know when this episode goes up by a score of five to two so uh you know they're on a bit of a streak right now and looking ahead of their schedule uh you know one of the teams that they have to face is the sabers and then us so let's make it a little harder on the bruins because remember when we were discussing with john chick of lockdown rangers it was just like uh, he was asking if we can help them out just a little bit by, you know, hindering it. And I told him not to get his hopes up. So, uh, you know, where am I going with this? I'm just saying, like, yes, the New Jersey Devils were on a two-game win streak. But overall, I'm not really seeing anybody get too excited about it. And uh, that's for good reason because, you know, like I told you guys, these last couple games that the New Jersey Devils have won against the Philadelphia Flyers, you cannot tell me that you were on the edge of your seat on pins and needles and that you were totally nervous for the outcome outcome because you were totally worried that the New Jersey Devils were going to well let's just say choke hard once again because they already did so in game one of this four game series against the Flyers and these previous two wins for the New Jersey Devils they were you know very ugly wins like to say the least in my opinion now this game was way better than uh the game on Tuesday in which we beat the Flyers by a score of six to four we didn't blow a lead but at the same time it just seems like every time we're up by multiple goals it just seems like we can never put our foot on the gas pedal and you know that that's really concerning because it's just like remember I I told you guys that the Devils have a history of blowing leads this season and it was a while you know prior to um you know 
uh, their 10-game uh, losing streak in which I believe they were uh, victorious over the Sabres and they won by a couple goals. It had been a while since the New Jersey Devils had won a game by multiple goals. So it goes to show you they have trouble closing out games, and for some reason it just happens to us. Like, I always say the two-goal lead is the worst lead in hockey, but for some reason for the New Jersey Devils, they just epitomize it even more. So I, I don't know what's going on, but overall – you know, it, it, I, I guess, you know, we just got to be patient with them and just hopefully this season is like, uh, you know, it's close to over. So don't worry. It's almost done. So let's talk more about injuries. So it's more of a COVID kind of thing. So Subban is still out. As you guys remember, he revealed on his social media that he, in fact, did test positive for COVID-19. So he's going to be out, I'd say, for a couple more games. Hopefully we can see him with about two or so games left. And uh, also listed as day-to-day, but I don't know if we can guarantee that he might return, depending on the situation, is Jonas Siegenthaler. So I think his days with the Devils uh, for this season are pretty much done. Like I said, don't quote me on that, but it, you know the fact that he went onto that COVID protocol list a few days after Subban, you know, it, it doesn't really look too promising that he might return for the season. I know he's listed as day-to-day, but you know, I, I don't really know. I, I, I really, 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 really don't know if we're going to see uh, Siegenthaler for the rest of the year. And quite honestly, I'd be stunned if Subban, um, you know, returns with, like I say, a game or two left in this season. So, you know, that's overall that I wanted to inform you guys. So we're getting back to healthy. And, you know, obviously it's nice to have our guys back and, you know, just competing. And it's also nice to see our kid line uh, back in action with Quokinan, Hughes, and, and also uh, Sharon Govich. And by the way, we need to talk about Sharon Govich, a big game uh, today from the kids. But first, we need to talk about Locker Room. It's time for the first live read this morning. It comes from Locker Room. So this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting Locker Rooms quite frequently throughout the rest of the year and also playoffs. So Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join in conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room to watch uh, parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. I've done a couple of them already, and they are so much fun to do. So go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. So all Apple devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me on TreyMat4 or Locked on Devils to be notified when my room goes live. And I don't want you guys to miss it, so I most likely will be doing my locker room uh, later today. So, uh, you know, give locker room a, a look. Get in on the action, everybody. It's a lot of fun. So uh, the second live read actually comes from Built Bar right now. So Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. They have 18 amazing flavors and six new flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. This stuff is delicious. I have a couple of them before I go to the gym, and they are super healthy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. You, yes, you, I'm about to make you an offer that you can't refuse. Uh, Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. So you can also get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So anyway, let's talk about Igor Sharon Govich. So Sharon Govich scored two power play goals in the first period for the New Jersey Devils in our victorious win 
over the Philadelphia Flyers. So what more can we say about Sharon Govich? He's been amazing this season. I'm surprised that he's not popping up on more radars for Calder Memorial Trophy uh, considerations. That's another thing I want to talk about. So let's look at his stats, shall we? So in 48 games played, he has 14 goals, 12 assists for a grand total of 26 points. He's already on the top line for the New Jersey Devils, and he's a diamond in the rough. He has a great underdog story. And overall, like, you know, I'm surprised no one is really talking about Sharon Govich all that much. Like, it seems like he still goes dark. It seems like he can't get the same amount of love that he deserves. I love Sharon Govich, okay? I am a big fan of his already. I already love what he's doing for the New Jersey Devils. Him and Hughes and Kwokinen are a great team. They are a great dynamic trio. And I'm surprised that more people aren't talking about this kid. So, Sharon Govich, the fact that he was able to score not one, but two power play goals for the New Jersey Devils. Remember, our power play unit is absolutely awful. But the fact that he was able to do so in beautiful fashion, and by the way, I need to give credit when credit is due. So, Uh, In one of those goals that he was able to score, remember guys, I love this kid line for the New Jersey Devils in one of those goals by Sharon Govich. So obviously we have Smith who basically has the puck. He passes it up ahead and he gives it off to Quokinen. Quokinen is swarmed by a lot of boys in orange and white jerseys and he's able to make a thread of the needle pass over to Severson in one of the face-off circles in the near side corner and go over to uh, Sharon Govich and Sharon Govich with an excellent move to get it past Lyon. Like, I, I, that, that was an excellent deke right in front of the crease. It was so smooth. It was so simple, but smooth at the same time. Poetry in motion if you watch it in slow motion. So, like I said, Smith's just starting it off for the New Jersey Devils. Excellent pass right there. Smith has been excellent for the New Jersey Devils as well, and rightfully so that he deserves a lot of credit for overall just shape-shifting the organization and shape-shifting just what the Devils are like on the defensive end. But uh, just him passing over to Kwokinen and then Kwokinen over to Severson and then Severson back over to Sharon Govich and Sharon Govich making a few nice moves right there. And, you know, like I said, very simple, very elegant, and just overall just beautiful. Just beautiful. You couldn't have written up that sequence any better. So uh, that that was the underrated part of one of Sharon Govich's goals. Just overall uh, the fact that Kwokinen was able to make that nice play right there. I know Kwokinen probably isn't searching for, you know, the credit of uh, you know, making that pass. But but like I told you guys, if you look at the replay, you just see a lot of uh, flyers just swarming in on Quokinen. And instead of, you know, turning the puck over and freaking out or, you know, making a boneheaded move, he kept his composure and he was able to just, you know, you know, just thread that needle and just pass it over to Severson in one of the faceoff circles, uh, you know, on the near side corner and just pass it back over to Sharon Govich and Sharon Govich scores. And overall, you, you just love that teamwork. So I, I, I love what I'm seeing from the New Jersey Devils in that regard. So speaking of young guys, so I've been talking about the kid line for the New Jersey Devils and Quokinen, Hughes, and Sharon Govich, and rightfully so, but I want to talk about someone else. So someone made an NHL debut for the New Jersey Devils, and it is Kevin Ball, number 88 from the Binghamton Devils. So uh, if you need some information, he comes from the British Columbia, Canada. He was born on June 27, 2000, so he is 20 years old, and he shoots left-handed, and he is a defensive man, so he was paired along Ty Smith in this game. And overall, you know, if, if you're looking for, you know, some stats on him, so he's appeared in 26 games, he has one goal, 
four assists for a grand total of five points. So overall, you, you're not going to get much offense from him, I, I, I guess, right now. But, you know, I, I'm a little conflicted because when he was playing with the Ottawa uh, 67s uh, for the OHL, he had 34 points, so he had a lot of assists. So I think overall for uh, Ball, I think what they're looking for him is similar to what Ty Smith is doing for the New Jersey Devils, which is why I think uh, Lindy wanted to pair uh, Ball and Smith as much as he could. Was because, like, you know, if we look at Smith's numbers for the New Jersey Devils, so he doesn't have a lot of goals. He only has two goals of the season, but he has 21 assists. So I think overall, I think that's what they're looking for in ball. And I think that's what uh, Devils fans can expect from him. Just trying to be a passing defensive man. And for the most part, just stay his ground in the blue line. Because like we said, the Devils need a lot of help in their defensive regard. So I think overall, you know, what we're looking for ball in that case is just passing the puck and just being, I guess, a poor man's uh, uh, Ty Smith. It's funny how I'm saying poor man's as in like uh, Ty Smith has, you know, been in the league forever, but, you know, he's just a rookie. But, you know, I guess since you have a young team, you're able to do stuff like that. So overall, I think that's what they're looking for. So in this game for Ball, he uh, played in 15 minutes. So he had a total ice time of 15 minutes and one second. He had three hits and one block. So uh, he also had one takeaway as well, if it's worth mentioning. So obviously didn't really do much. So he was repping number 88. And uh, I think that's what the New Jersey Devils are just expected from him. And, you know, I, I like it that they're giving these young guys a chance to prove themselves. Obviously, the Devils don't really have anything to lose. We've already snapped that 10-game losing streak. We're not going to the playoffs. We've, uh, you know, gone below the line in terms of expectations. Or did we meet expectations? But we certainly have not exceeded expectations. We've surprised people in regards. But obviously, I guess now, we since we don't really have anything to lose, I guess there's just no point in, you know, just holding back. So, overall, Ball just getting his opportunity. Very exciting to see. And speaking of young guys as well, uh, I just want to mention before I forget, Alexander Holt scored his first goal for the Binghamton Devils just a couple days ago. So congratulations to Alexander Holtz for finally fitting into the system a little bit quicker than I thought, quite honestly. So he's a sniper guy. So, you know, I you, you got to look at the uh, replay. If I, I don't know if it's on YouTube, Twitter, whatever the case might be, but it was an absolute sniper from Holtz. So he's helping that power play unit in Binghamton right now. And we need a lot of help with our power play right now. So uh, overall, you know, let, let, let's put this into perspective. I don't expect to see Alexander Holtz uh, for this year, and rightfully so. Like I said, since we don't have anything to lose, but at the same time, you know, I don't think the, uh, the organization really wants to rush him and, you know, put him into a new situation that he's not accustomed to quite yet because he's still learning the Binghamton Devils system and overall how they roll. And you got to remember, he's coming from another country. And I think they're just going to be really patient with how they uh, develop Holtz. And I think they're just waiting for next year. And I agree with that. Just, you know, wait for him to get his opportunity. Wait for him to just, you know, get used to uh, the organization. Remember, he had to quarantine for a few days before he was able to officially uh, start practicing with the Binghamton Devils. And, uh, you know, he only had a few days to learn uh, the playbook, uh, learn from practice, get used to his teammates. And already he's making an impact. So uh, in his first game, he actually led the team in shots on on goal with five I believe and he was helping the power play unit as I mentioned and then uh, I believe uh, just a, uh, I think like in his second or third game he's able to get his first goal so goes to show you Alexander Holt's impact everybody so even if it doesn't show up on the scorecard he's making an impact so that's something to get you excited for and you know what also gets me excited 
uh, I think betting. So uh, obviously I bet responsibly. I just want to put that out there. So uh, the third live read this morning comes from Bet Online. So Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Uh, unless you're the New Jersey Devils, uh, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. Remember and check out our friends at Locked On Bets. So let's talk about some of the statistics for the Flyers and the New Jersey Devils because, like I told you guys, uh, even though the Devils maintained the lead the entire game. You know, it, it did get worrisome at times when, uh, you know, the uh, Flyers were creeping on in. But luckily, uh, in period number two, once the Flyers scored, uh, Boquist was able to get his third goal of the year. And that's another thing I want to talk about, Boquist. Like, you know, wh- where is he coming from in terms of all these goals? So, like, lately he's been, you know, he's been, uh, I know he's been, like, under the radar a little bit. But overall, you know, he scored a goal against the Flyers. And then he scored a goal uh, earlier this month. And uh, and then on the 8th, he also scored a goal. So he scored a game on back-to-back games earlier this month. And then, obviously, he scored another goal today. So I know he's falling on the underneath the radar. And I know a lot of people... People aren't really too fond of him, but at the same time, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just happy that he was able to make some sort of impact. So, you know, there's that. And, you know, like I told you guys, since we are a young team and we don't really have that many veterans on our team, I think it's just smart for uh, the young guys just to get their uh, legs under them and get ready for next season. So uh, I just want to give a shout out to Zaka and Brock. So we needed both of those guys for this game. If, if Zaka and Brock aren't playing in this game, we don't win this game at all. So uh, Zaka was able to get that, uh, you know, final insurance goal for us and make us lead four to two. And then Brock put the final nail in the coffin. So you know, like I told you guys, uh, Zaka and Brock had to miss some time due to injury, and uh, they were out of the lineup for a few games. You know, just a, a couple days ago, but. Overall, you know, it's nice to see that they're uh, back and making this impact, albeit they've been back for a few games. I'm not saying that they just returned from injury, but like I told you guys, remember, I, I like it wasn't too long ago, I believe, like maybe a week or two ago, I was just talking about how we desperately need Zaka and Brock back into our lineup ASAP in order for us to do something. And like I told you guys, we don't have that many veterans on our team, but overall, you know, Zaka, he's been with us since 2015. And as for Jesper Brat, he knows the organization well enough. Yes, he's 22 years old. And yes, this is only his fourth season. But like I said, you know, uh, we're that younger team that someone who's only in their fourth season in the league is already like uh, one of the more experienced players on our roster. So like I told you guys, without Zaka or Brat, we do not win that game. So, you know, that's just excellent uh, leadership from, from our, I guess, quote-unquote veteran players because like I told you guys, Zaka is still relatively young and Brat is only 22. So, you know, I, th- there's that. But overall, you know, I think we should be giving a lot more credit to uh, Zaka. He scored his 13th goal of the year. Brock got his six, and overall for Zaka, are you guys satisfied with his overall performance this season? 
because, you know, I sure as hell am because he has improved tremendously. So in 44 games played, he already has 30 points. Last season in 65 games played, he had 32 points. So uh, just give him like 80 or something games or like I guess since he was injured, I'd say 70 or so games. He would be blowing his career high totals like way out the water. And like I told you guys, we still have a few more games left in this season, albeit our offense is weak. But at the same time, I do expect for um, Azaka to break his career high from last year of 32 points. So he already uh, has tied his career high in terms of goals. And he already has, uh, you know, he's creeping on in for his uh, uh, assist career high. He has 17. And uh, last year he was able to net 24 assists. And wow, I, I didn't realize this. Uh, eight goals and 24 assists last season. Kobe Bryant, rest in peace to one of the greatest athletes to ever walk the earth. But overall, uh, back to what I was saying, um, you know, for for, for Zaka, it, I, I'm surprised with how much he's improved, quite honestly. In limited amount of uh, playing time, uh, you know, due to injury and also, you know, uh, unprecedented times, he's improved, everybody. So like I told you guys, 44 games played and he already has 30 points. So just imagine that if that was inflated just a little bit, if he was playing like 70 or, or so games, I believe he would be in the 40s by now. And, you know, as for uh, Jesper Brat, so remember, Brat had to miss uh, part of the year at the beginning due to him uh, having to quarantine, due to him coming from, you know, outside of America. So, you know, it took a while. And we also were having contract negotiations with him and his agent that also was at an impasse. But overall, so Jesper Brat, he has played in 39 games this season and he has 26 points. So, uh, five goals and 21 assists. And let, let's think about this year. Yes, his goals um, is not, you know, on the mark from last year because he had 16 goals last year, but he caught fire w within the final half of that year. So, you know, there's that. And then obviously we had to shut down due to COVID. But look at that. Like, so if he was playing in like, like Zaka similar uh, situation, if he was in 70 or so games, his uh, career high would be blown out the water, in my opinion. So his career high is actually his rookie year in which he appeared in 74 games and had 35 points. But look at this, this guy. So, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really that good with math. But, you know, let, let's just say for the sake that he is about, like, 30 games off the mark from his rookie year. And he has 26 points. Look at that improvement. That's why I love Zaka. That's why I love Brat on this team. And that's overall what I'm telling you guys about their impact. Without them, there is no, um, you know, win against the Flyers. So let's compare stats, and I'm going to give you guys my final uh, take on this game. So shots on goal differential, 24 to 19 in favor of the Philadelphia Flyers. But, you know, it doesn't really matter. Mackenzie Blackwood did one hell of a job in this game. So Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, this game, let's just, uh, you know, I love to, you know, give shouts to our goalies when they deserve it. So he faced... Uh, uh, 24 shots he saved 21 of them and had a save percentage of 875 and overall on the year Mackenzie Blackwood his record for the New Jersey Devils he is a 10 16 and he has a save uh, percentage of 900 and a goals against average of 3.12 so I expect some improvement next year from Mackenzie Blackwood, quite honestly. Like like I told you guys, it's unprecedented times. But, you know, that's th those are my three players to look out for for next season. Brat, Zaka, and Blackwood because I feel like they're going to make huge steps forward. And obviously with our kid line, Alexander Holtz on the way, and overall what we're going to do in this year's draft and what we're going to do in the offseason – I'm really looking forward to it. I think we have something up our sleeve, and that's something that's quite compelling, quite honestly, that I think we need to discuss more in a future episode. So, power play. 
Uh, Flyers were able to capitalize on half of them, one for two. Devils, uh, thanks to Sharon Govich, two for four. Uh, hits 19 to 14 in favor of the Flyers, blocks 15 to 12 in favor of the New Jersey Devils, giveaways 13 to 6, and uh, the Devils led in that category. So overall for the New Jersey Devils, I think I'm going to give it a, oh man, a C plus or a B minus, C plus or a B minus, I'm going to give it a C plus. So, you know, overall, like I told you guys, uh, I think there's just too many instances where the New Jersey Devils almost blow the games all sky high. It makes us all nervous of what they could potentially, you know, do if they were to blow a game. And overall, you know, it, it can give you guys some anxiety. It gives me anxiety, I know. So overall, you know, I'm glad we're on a win streak. I'm glad that some of our guys stepped up, you know, from the kid line to our quote-unquote veteran players, Mackenzie Blackwood, keeping his composure and, you know, also shout out to Kevin Ball once again for making his NHL debut. But overall, you know, let, let, let's face it, it's not the best game, not the worst. So C plus in my opinion. So let me know what you guys think. And overall, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening. And go Devils. And hopefully Spotify and Apple Podcasts can get their act together. Because I am tired that you guys cannot, uh, you know, find the show if Spotify and Apple aren't posting them. So fingers crossed, everybody. So enjoy the rest of your day.